This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us. We have your favorite nurse with us this evening. <laughs> It was hard tracking her down. <laughs> yes. Kind of become the, uh, the pariah of the social media uh, world. So uh, One of them. <laughs> but not of your own accord. And we, we'll get into that later. Um, we are live. So uh, all, you have been probably the most requested guest uh, that we've had. Thank you. Where's Nicole at? Where's Nicole at? We need her back. Sorry, sorry, I know. There's a lot going on. <laughs> right. Well, thank you for the invite. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> we appreciate it. So, so what have you been up to lately? Um, kind of uh trying to plan for the world falling apart. <laughs> no, I've been um I've been uh busy with a handful of different things. I've been looking at properties in different areas and uh, looking at moving. I have been completely banned from um, Instagram and Facebook. So I moved over to Telegram and I've been um, kind of sharing information on there, still just researching and looking into what is going on and trying to keep current with all the stuff that changes every day. And um, I just went over the last two weeks, I went out to Kansas City, Missouri. I went to the Health Freedom for Humanity Symposium out there, which was um like a big conference they put on, um, really good networking and, you know, getting together with everybody and talking about it. I like your Heineken's there. I just saw that. Yes. <laughs> I like I have them. It's been a I long like day. Hey, before you get, uh, give away too many juicy details for the people that have tuned in guys, we are going to go to YouTube <laughs> live at seven twenty. Seven twenty. And the, the reason we're doing this is we want to get some of the conversation on here live and we want to get some of the conversation on YouTube live, because if one gets removed, at least we'll have some content on another uh, website till they both get taken down. Uh, but having said that, uh, we're going to put our disclaimer, it. we're going to put our disclaimer on. Uh, we are a proponents of the freedom of choice. Uh, we are also saying that that choice should be yours. Uh, if you want the vaccine, get the vaccine. Uh, if you don't want it, there's plenty enough reasons not to get it. And uh, Nicole is is more than candid and open of sharing her perspectives and her research uh, that have brought us here today, right, to this sure. the society in which we're living. <laughs> uh, with that being said, let's recap. And uh, Nicole, if you will get into it, wh why don't you tell us exactly how you came about us and how you became part of this movement? Sure. Um, so I am a nurse. I've been a nurse for um, just under five years. I was working full time here in Virginia um, and then COVID happened and I started doing travel nursing. I did that for um, a year and a half. I went to four different states um, and kind of throughout the length of the pandemic saw that it wasn't really what they have been portraying to us. You know, the media has been painting this picture that this has been much worse than it has. And don't get me wrong, there's certainly a pandemic, but, you know, I feel like a lot of people at this point are seeing that something isn't quite right here. Um, I had that feeling a while ago because I was in the hospital seeing that they were never overwhelmed, seeing that, you know, we would have two patients on the unit and the country is still in lockdown and it just didn't quite add up to me. Um, and then as we moved further into starting to do mandates and, and a little bit more, you know, desperation on that push, I um, put together a video that I put out because I had been learning all this stuff and seeing all these things that don't line up with the narrative. Um, and I feel like we're just kind of heading down this slippery slope and we need to do something in order to um, help that not happen. Uh, so I kind of gathered all the information that um, I had been learning, made a video, put that out. It went a little viral. Some people saw it. Um, and then after that, I had a lot of people saying, you know, a lot of medical professionals saying, I completely agree. Thank you for doing this. Um, and a lot of other people as well. And so I started just sharing more information on Instagram, putting out some more stuff about 
what I've learned, some research, some opinions, all that. Um, and then about a month ago or so, they deleted me um, without warning. I, I had one post deleted a month prior to being deleted, um, but I got no warning. Hang on a second. We might have to save some of those juicy details. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, I want to I talk about like uh, any kind of uh, correspondence you received on when we get to YouTube. We can do that. Okay, sure. Um, so anyway, yeah, I just was recently shunned from society. I'm completely banned from IG and Facebook. And then um, I've been kind of, uh, you know, talking to more people, getting more involved with the movement and trying to figure out how to be effective, how to do something to help this entire situation. So I guess in the last month or so, I've been more um, brainstorming on kind of what I want to do next, how I can be more effective with my time um, and that I don't know that I want to be in a hospital anymore. So trying to brainstorm and figure out what's right for the next move, um, kind of trying to assess everything that's going on in the world and make plans that would, would be a good plan to move forward with. So that and hanging out with my dog. <laughs> so, so you have a, a, a Rumble account still? I do. I have a Rumble account, um, which is where I had initially uploaded that video, and I haven't done much with it. Um, but I'm kind of playing with the idea of should I really do more with that, kind of um, put out some more information in terms of my experiences with the pandemic. How it is I... not user-friendly at all. Yeah, Rumble. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But we have to find alternatives because of these lovely tech companies that we're dealing with, unfortunately. Sure. So, yeah, I know I was just watching some videos earlier on how to try to figure out Rumble and it's uh, completely different. But like anything, we just learn it and then hopefully figure it out. And we have to work within these lines of censorship that we're dealing with. So, so what? So you're you're banned on YouTube, right? Not well, I think my video is banned on YouTube. I've never had a YouTube account. Um, I think I have one for like school assignments, but I never actually created one. But I know that people had uh, uploaded my video there and I heard it got banned there and banned from Facebook and all the all the fun things. So as far as I am aware, yes, I know never um, with us, though, I haven't been deleted with you guys yet. <laughs> we've actually we've had only <laughs> one video tagged and it was something stupid. Like ah. nothing, like really nothing to do with what we talk about. Really? I mean, it was just like he, a chiropractor we had on, mm -hmm. uh, talked about how he doesn't make his parents wear a certain something or his parents, his patients wear a certain something. And, uh, because he said the M word in there, I won't say what it is, but you know, um, yeah, banned for that. Yeah. Or well, deleted or whatever, but yeah, they deleted the video and they gave us a warning. Yeah, wow, they're following the science. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very, That's so very frustrating. But no, I'm not sure exactly what got me banned. I'm not banned. Um, like I said, I, I have a Rumble. I have a a Twitter, which is just the ugliest place in the world. I've never been on Twitter, <laughs> but you know, I, losing Instagram, losing I wasn't on Facebook, but I'm now banned from that as well. But I kind of lost a lot of my sources of information, <clears throat> excuse me, of information. So I had, I created a Twitter and I'm kind of just undercover. I don't have any followers or anything. It's just in order to see things. And it's such an ugly place. It's like people an watch, right? hatred. <laughs> Pardon. It's a, it's a place that people watch. Yes. That's a good yeah. word. It's, good um, <clears throat> it's like just yelling into a Canyon and, and your voice <laughs> just echoes in there, but you have to come in for battle like every day. Yeah, yeah, you do. Right? <laughs> I'm so angry. Instagram might be worse though. Yeah. A yeah. lot of trolls on Instagram. Yeah. So I I had never got I had one video deleted and it was like a month previously. I never got any warnings. I never got any strikes or anything. And then they deleted my main account. They deleted my backup account. And then they've completely banned me from making any new videos. I earn new uh, accounts. It's not just my email and my phone number. Apparently they use facial recognition as well. So anytime I try to log in from anything that has a camera, it kicks me out. Oh my gosh. So yeah, I haven't found a way to get around that, <laughs> but that's okay. Hi Tracy, by the way. Oh yes. Hi Tracy. And uh, she's one of our top fans. Yeah. <laughs> so your video with us, your initial videos got around a hundred thousand views awesome. um, on Facebook alone, not to mention all the audio uh, platforms that, that we stream on. So with that being said, why do you think, and, and th we'll get into this more in depth uh, 
on YouTube, but why do you think that you're being censored? I think because it questions the narrative or it contradicts the narrative. Um, and I think there's pretty much just an all out effort to, to silence people who call out things that are, uh, are contradictory to the narrative, really. If, if there are people who are saying that there are early effective treatments, they're silencing them, they're slandering them, they're smearing them. Um, anybody who speaks ill of the vaccine, and I'm not saying the vaccine is you know, completely the devil, but it's a brand new thing. We should be able to question it and, and call out its flaws where we see them. Um, and anybody who speaks, I, I saw something recently that I think it was YouTube said that you cannot say anything about adverse events with the vaccines um, and they'll just delete you. They'll delete your video, they'll delete your channel as well. Um, I think I think I am one of a small part of this whole movement of people who just see that what they're telling us, the narrative that they're giving us is not quite the reality that we're seeing, that we're experiencing, that we're living. Um, but it just... It's hard to it's hard to know. It's hard to say um, what's going on, but it feels like it's big. It feels like it's, you know, all the powerful players have one narrative and anything that doesn't stick to that narrative, they are they have the power to silence them. And so they're they're using that power. I don't I don't know that it's me specifically targeted. I don't know if it's algorithms. Um, I know it's happening to a lot of people and I know it's uh, contributing to the downfall of this world, unfortunately, but um I don't know. I think they just don't want any information out there that contradicts the narrative and it's labeled as misinformation or disinformation and they wrap it up as all for the common good. But I think uh, those of us that see it for what it is would disagree. This is where we would like to grow and be. So if you guys could help us, uh, you know, share our page, bring your, your friends to get with my friends and then we can be friends. Right. That's what they say. That's what they say. And just hit the, the subscribe button. It's, it's free. And uh, we, we really want to help spread the word on YouTube. Uh, while YouTube isn't, uh, it still has uh, some protocols in place where we have to be careful what we say. It's not as harsh as Facebook or IG. What's up, Natalie? One of our number one fans. You rocking that hat? She actually sent me a picture. Nice. <laughs> starting to mail out goodies all right so nicole i have to ask now that we're on here and we kind of talked about it uh while we were waiting for uh waiting for everything to to cross over at what point after you get censored on ig and and facebook at what point do you say, hey, I'm not done yet. I'm not done with this fight. And also, did you get a warning that it was coming? No, I got no warnings. Um, and I've gotten no response when I tried to email to dispute that um, I didn't violate the community guidelines because I never got any any warnings or any notifications or anything. I've, it's been silence. Um, I, I would say at almost no point do you stop you know, trying to fight back against that censorship is never okay. Um, first thing I did, I, you know, immediately went to go log into my backup account, saw that that was deleted. I went to try and create a new account shortly after, and I was blocked on that. Um, if I could be on there still sharing information and speaking to people, then I would be. But at this point, it's it's been literally impossible. <laughs> I've tried um, from my phone. I've tried my, from my computer. I've tried from a different computer. As soon as um, like I was able to create an account on my computer with my camera blocked, but I couldn't post anything. And then when I tried to log into it on my phone, I logged in and then it immediately shut down the, the account. So they're just How, expressing um... re- recognition and shutting it down. But I think you should always, um, I moved over to telegram, started sharing some information on there. And then I've been kind of, um, you know, ruminating on how best to keep going about that. Because if I can't go back to that platform, I don't want to let them win. You know, they're doing this to everybody and we should still be speaking about it. We should still be calling out these wrongs when we see it. Um, so if they, it's a private company, it's their rules. And if, if they won't let me play there, then I'll find a different platform and speak elsewhere. How techie are you? Minimally. Okay. So you need to get a good VPN. Yes. And if you're watching, I recommend Nord, Nord VPN. Or VPN. I'll check it I'll out. Look it up. <laughs> uh, but no, for real though. Private, right? They just yeah. So it masks your IP address, whether from your phone or from your computer, and you can choose like 
there's so many servers across the globe or our country, you can say, oh, I want to be in California today. And oh, you click cool. on that. And so it shows that you're in California. So I haven't done that, but I know um, Alex Zek with Health Freedom for Humanity, he got deleted the same day as I did. And he actually went out and bought, um, he bought a new laptop. And he said that he said with a new device in a new location with a VPN, it still wouldn't let him do that. Interesting. And it's targeted. And I don't know why, because Mitch, my MMA friend, he was just deleted a couple days ago, but they left his backup account back up. Did you say MMA friend? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's, who's this? Um, Mitch Aguiar, the one who originally posted my video. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I, I'll share a story with you. Some people heard it. I don't, I don't think you've heard it, but we did the uh, Emily Rainey podcast. Okay. She was the uh, captain. She was a PSYOP uh, soldier. Okay. Anyway, she went to the, the day of insurrection, blah, blah. You know, she, but she got discharged and she's on a list well we did the podcast with her and and we've been texting well that night that our podcast debuted i went to bed at 10 30 and i left my phone on and when i woke up in the morning at 12 33 a.m it said screen recording saved to photos do you have an iphone i do okay you ever screen record before i have so you know the notification right right I opened my phone up and they got in my phone just long enough to open the cluster of apps where my alarm system is and like the cameras to my house. Uh-huh. And then they opened like my notes app and kind of messed around and then left the screen recording for me to find. What? I had like dude on my hand. Who do you, who do you think that was? <laughs> I, I highly, highly doubt it was a hacker. Okay. I, I really do. It's just, We've, we've talked to some legal counsel on it. Um, we, wow. because of the sensitive nature of it, we, we, we have some theories uh, on who it may be. Uh, Randy doesn't seem to think that it's a, a, a more liberal hacking group, um, mm-hmm. but that's tends to be where I'm leading to on it, but they're so, not smart enough. So I, when I, after I had first put out that video, I got a, uh, an email that somebody was trying to reset my password on my Instagram. Um, So I figured somebody was trying to log into that. But what right before I got deleted, I posted another video saying that I think that, you know, the world's going to go crazy and all this kind of stuff. Um, And like three hours after I had posted that video, my account was deleted. And obviously that was strange. Right. And so I was trying to upload that video to rumble Um, and I think I edited it and went to upload it, was doing something, went to go back to my phone and the video had been deleted from my phone, like deleted from my normal folder and moved into the trash app. And I had never done that. Somehow it got completely deleted and moved into the trash folder on my phone. And I did not do that. Couldn't find it anywhere. Have you flown lately? Um, been about i was in lake tahoe last month so it's been about a month okay but since you've been censored and stuff since my since my video came out i the first video yes i have flown and i had that same thought i was like is someone gonna scoop me up in the airport (laughs) oh yeah i just don't want to be like hey you're on a list you can't fly right right that's what i was worrying about no no not as far as i'm aware as from what i've been told i've been reported to the board of nursing in the states that i'm licensed in and that i've been reported to the fbi but i haven't heard from anybody about anything so are you working no i'm on hiatus yeah you're doing a lot of research right pardon you're doing a lot of research right yeah yeah pretty much looking up um most any of the new papers that come across in front of me i'm looking at that listening to podcasts listening to videos listening to experts obviously i'm not an expert in anything but i trust people who are smarter than me to break things down in in a way that i can digest and then make my own conclusions from that um but yeah no i I would say that i'm my brother says that i'm pretty heavily involved in this that i spend all my time learning about it and reading about it and it's important right now so so Nicole, can you can you share your Telegram? Uh, yeah, it's um, it's kind of a silly name. I'm not crazy about it, but I didn't come up with it. Uh, it's for Telegram. It's t.me slash redpill underscore rm. 
<laughs> I know. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to put my name on there, but <laughs> somebody yes. said red, red pill RN. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so T.me. T.me forward slash. And let me just look this up so that I'm not lying to you. Yeah, we, we've got some of our uh, uh, watchers asking for it. Yeah, it's T.me forward slash red pill. One word, red pill underscore RN. While you guys are watching this, can you uh, possibly share this? Share Maybe to your, YouTube, to your up, Facebook subscribe. so people can click and come uh, over. Yeah, we'll try to hang on to her for a little while longer. <laughs> so, Nicole, I have to ask you. So, I before we get into some of the evolved theory of, of, of what you think is going on, do you think that society in general is being submissive? And they're starting to give in because I really feel that. And, and let me let me preface it with this. I've noticed that all these mandates that are coming in, you get the initial, uh, we'll call it the, the group, of, the defiant group, the outrage, how dare you do this? Um, we're not going to stand for it. But then when they start affecting the paychecks, people might huff and puff, but then they're going to begrudgingly get, get this shot. Yeah, I think there's been, it's, you know, the frog in the hot water analogy. They're just slowly boiling the frog to death. It's, um, you know, I have this thought all the time. If you pictured yourself in January of 2020 and said that you wouldn't be allowed to go to a restaurant or go to a theater or something, if you didn't partake, partake in a clinical trial of experimental gene modification therapy, you would not be allowed to participate in society if you didn't do that. You would look at me like I was insane. I think there's just been this slow but surely like normalization of all of this insanity. You know, people were outraged that we would lock down, you know, two weeks to slow the spread, but that became old hat, that became normal. And then every little bit along the way, they've they've put these new rules out, they've put these mandates out, they've changed society. And it hasn't, I don't think it's been, you know, big enough changes all at once that we have a massive blowback. But I think, you know, slowly but surely people are getting more and more angry with things, certainly. I think, um, you know, as you affect the paycheck, people are going to get angry. I think as you start to affect children, if they start trying to, you know, make decisions for children that parents don't agree with, I think you're going to see more of an uprising. Um, but I think it's just been the slow, slow, but sure normalization of a complete change to the way that we live. And one of the things that I, I've kind of come to realize is that a lot of people, I think, want to be told what to do. A lot of people want that control. They want that, you know, government leadership. And I think a big part of that is fear. They have a misunderstanding and misrepresentation of the threat that COVID is, and they're willing to accept almost any mandates or any restrictions in favor of a little bit of safety from that potential virus. But I think that a lot of people don't see the bigger picture. You know, if these, if all these mandates go through, it's going to destroy our supply chain. It's going to destroy our economy. It's going to have, you know, effects in a lot of different areas, but people are just kind of narrowly, narrowly looking at it as in, yes, if we do these vaccine mandates, COVID will go away, but A, that's not true. And B, you have to look at the entire big picture here. And we've just Um, seen an example of what you're talking about with Southwest Airlines, whether, hmm. whatever they want to say. I mean, it's true. Mm -hmm. 1800 flights were canceled just like that. Yeah. There's so much power. If, if people can organize and if people can, you know, choose to really push back against this, they can't do much of anything. If everybody just says no, and it just says, we're not going to comply with this. We're not going to let you dictate our lives in this way, which I think is the right thing to do. Um, but yeah, all it takes is every, every industry. I just saw overseas in Italy, the, all the port workers are saying, we will shut this country down because, you know, in Italy, they've now said, if you don't have the pass, you're not allowed to work. You don't have a job at all. So in Chicago, there, there's a, a, a big push to get uh, Chicago public work, uh, public uh, employees uh, uh, vaccinated. Yeah. Right. And the police have been really uh, trying to, to be at the forefront of this conversation. Mm-hmm. And I, I think to date, now Chicago does a little well, bit different. Are. Well, but they're not. And, and here, here's why I'm saying that. To date, they, they have about 67% vaccinated within the, the police department. So th- that's relatively low compared to other major metropolitan uh, police enforcement agencies. What they're doing, though, is they, they're asking for your vaccination status. They're not saying you have to go get this shot, but you have to tell us whether you're vaccinated or not. 
So with that being said, what they're doing, if you decline, so they're asking you, will you please put your information, your health information in this database? If you don't do that, then we're going to send you, if you say no, you're going to a counseling or a mediation session. If you say no to that, you're going to human resources and you're getting put on no pay status. If you say no to that after, and at every step, they're asking you to put your information in this database. If you say no after going on a no pay status, you go to their internal affairs, at which time they're ordering you to put it in. Otherwise, there, there could be disciplinary action taken against you for failing to obey an order. So they're basically giving these police officers five steps uh, after they say no. And this, this isn't like, all right, two days later, you go. You, you literally go through this process in, in a couple hours. Yeah. Um, so out of, I think, over 100 police officers that have, they're, you know, Chicago's a huge department, so 100 is really not much. But, uh, you know, so they're, they're going through the motions per shift or whatnot. Out of 100 police officers, uh, to date, I think only 19 have held to their beliefs. The rest at some point in that phasing has said, fine, I'll just do it. Yeah. Well, it's crazy to me. It, it is, but there's also a group of people that, you know, they, they do not want this. They don't want this, but at the same time, they've spent a majority of their life trying to obtain a goal. Sure. And just to have it ripped out of their hands. And I, and I sympathize with them. Um, yeah, I mean, where, where they like break down and have nervous, I mean, nervous breakdowns over this shit. But it's like, do I throw away $100,000 in my entire career? Sure. Yeah. Right. But, but, and, but this, is, this really leads to what the crux of what you, you said uh, is that if they would just all stand together and they're not going to get rid of the entire Chicago police department, right. they're not going to get rid of 50%, but they start picking you off. Like you, it's, you said, the, the boiling frog in the water, right? It's they're just, they're picking them off a couple at a time, couple at a time. Now I can, I can lose 15% of my force. I can lose 20% of my airline pilots, but if they would have just stood together and said, no, we're not doing it. Right. That's the problem. I, my understanding, I saw what the uh, union, the union leader for the Chicago police came out and then, you know, Lori Lightfoot said he's trying to cause an insurrection and all this stuff. My understanding is they have to submit their vaccination status. And if they're negative, they have to do twice weekly testing or something along those, along those parameters. Yes. Um, I can see the point that if they stand up now, you know, if, if there's one thing we've learned, it's not just going to be that they've got more coming after that. You know, at first for federal workers, they had the choice to test or be vaccinated. And then they took away the option for testing and it's vaccinated or nothing. I get your third booster. Right, exactly. And I would imagine that these police officers see that and that that they've been having those conversations too, because I mean, as far as I'm aware, and don't quote me on the legality of this, but I don't think you are required to declare your health status to your employer. So they're saying that, you know, this isn't required. And if we're, you know, allowed to do testing now, but likely won't in the future. And even so, now that we know that the vaccinated people can carry and spread the virus, but you are targeting and punishing the unvaccinated, you want like my sister-in-law, is a nurse. Um, she does mother baby and she got a religious exemption for the vaccination, but now she has to wear an N95 12 hours a day, every shift. Um, and she has to do weekly testing and she has to do all these other remediation things, but you know, the vaccinated nurse right next to her can just as easily get a patient sick. So it's not, it's none of it is based in science. If they wanted to figure out who had the, who was carrying the virus, who was a risk to these unvaccinated potential patients, they would be testing everybody because everybody can carry and spread the virus, except if you're unvaccinated, you're likely to be at home in bed sick. But if you're vaccinated, you still are shedding the virus because you're not really having symptoms, but you're at work shedding the virus on people. It makes sense to me that they are almost a bigger risk in this situation, but they are not being tested. They're not having to, you know, wear the punishment of an N95 all day long. So crazy, right? Because my, my wife is also mother and baby. So she okay. delivers babies every single day. Mm-hmm. 12 months, no PPE. Yep. Never got sick. Still hasn't been sick. Yep. Same with me. 
Oh, and, and some of those people that, that choose to get tested have to pay for it out of their pocket, too. I heard that. Yeah, I heard yeah. it's like, like 20 bucks a pop or something. Yeah. And I don't know. It's, it's so hard not to, you know, when you look at everything that's going on, obviously something is going on. Like, it's harder and harder to make sense of what they're doing and try to justify it or rationalize it in a way that makes sense, in the way that you can't think that there's something like dark and nefarious going on. Is it all about money? Is it all about control? Who knows? We have no idea. We're just kind of here dancing while they. Sure. Well, well, the money is the control, right? Um, yeah. The, the money power. is the control. The, yep. The power comes with, with the, the, the monopoly on, on the vaccines um, mm-hmm. and, and whose hands are in those kitties. Uh, that's the biggest lobby in Washington is uh, the pharmaceutical bowl besides uh, uh, the, the arms uh, lobby. Uh, but then the power that can come with vaccine mandates, you know, saying that if you don't get your booster shot, you don't have access to society. Well, where does it stop though? You know, and, and what I mean by that is, so say every Chicago police officer comes, falls in line in the way they want. What's to stop them? Well, Chicago police officers are also working in, you know, indigent areas per se. So with, with that being said, they're going to be exposed to, to hepatitis. They're going to be exposed to AIDS. Yep. When, when does that mandatory testing come in? When, where does it stop? They're, they're, they're on the top of this slippery slope where how much of my medical information do, do I have to give you to, to be an employee? Hey, real quick, hold that thought. For the people that are watching with us right now, if you guys could just click that like, that like, it's right there. If you could just click it for us, you don't, you don't know how much it's going to help us. I promise you. <laughs> please, please. Picking up tips and tricks. Yes. <laughs> subscribe and yeah, like. Subscribe I'm looking at these people and, watching and commenting, but yes. all I got to do is do like two extra clicks. Oh my God, a like. <laughs> Damn. Yes. It's yeah. just going to allow us to do this more. I promise. <laughs> uh, I want to hop on r- real quick uh, because maybe one of our viewers might know what I'm talking about. Naperville Fire Department was in the paper a couple weeks ago. They said and it's Naperville, Illinois. Yes, outside of Chicago, a very wealthy area. Uh, they a uh, handful of them stood up and said, "We don't want to be vaccinated." I haven't heard. Hey, look at they're coming in. Uh, <laughs> I, I haven't heard anything. I, I reached out to the Naperville Fire Department and um, said, "Hey, if any of you guys want to come on the podcast, let's talk about it. Let's uh, raise awareness." The offer's still on the table. You know where to find me. I know. I know you're. Li- I know you're watching. I know one of you are. Come on. A lot of fun. Give it a try. <laughs> so, what, what do we have in store for you in, in the future? So, um, might be relocating. Um, yeah, I'm looking into relocating, uh, which is hopefully going to happen within the next month or two. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure yet, but my brain is going in all sorts of directions into um, how I can do something that helps this cause. Um, You know, I think we all have certain gifts. We all have certain talents. And my nature is to just sit at home by myself, be quiet, not really talk to anybody. I've never been overly active on social media, but, you know, it's different times. So it's different measures. So I'm kind of... um, thinking that I might do something along the lines of starting like a, a program or a channel, potentially just share like, um, you know, a rundown of current events because I'm so obsessed with this stuff. I find myself, I'm sick of not talking about it. Like I went to this health freedom for humanity symposium and it was wonderful to be around people who are just talking about the reality of everything that's going on and how serious. Were you recognized? I was not actually. Mitch, really? was, Mitch came with me. And as soon as we walked in, uh, somebody walked up and they're like, hi, Mitch. And I'm like, he's just here with me. <laughs> but no. No. <laughs> I don't know if I was recognized, but I didn't, nobody said hi or anything. Um, but it was, it was really good to be around people who were just, you know, seeing things that are going on and saying, this isn't right. And what do we do about it? Because this is kind of a big deal. Um, so I, it was good to talk about it. And I, I think we need more of that. So I'm thinking about putting together something where, you know, I, I do like maybe a rundown of current events of whatever happened over however long of time. Cause I'll always be like, did you hear this happen? Did you hear this happen? And most people are saying no. And I think we need, you know, mainstream media is so powerful and they only give us such a small picture of reality. You guys are, are 
are news now. Social media is news now. You can't get your news really from the mainstream media. They just tell you what they want you to know. Um, so I think it's important for programs and platforms like these to get information out there. Um, so I'm looking, thinking about doing something along those lines, potentially interviewing other people who have been affected by the mandates or by the pandemic, get their voice out there um, in terms of what they've experienced and what their ideas are. Um, maybe doing like some updates on, on like wins and losses in this great battle for humanity that we're in. Um, but kind of like, you know, what the good things have been, what the bad things have been, um, talking to Please. people who can also get their voice out there. So write all of those ideas down. I know I need, I want to get like straight serious. Like, <laughs> this, this is what happens to me. Like I'll be yeah. sitting there and I'll get a thousand ideas and I yeah. can't write them down fast enough. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm learning that because I've, I've been a nurse, you know, nursing has been my life for my entire adult life. And, and so not kind of, I don't know that I can be in that environment right now. And I've heard this from, from several other healthcare workers who feel the same way that I do, that it's so hard to be in that environment. You know, I'm in the ICU. I take care of people who are on ventilators who are extremely sick and, and seeing everything that's going on and, and, you know, I don't want to sound arrogant that I know everything. Of course I don't, but just knowing the little bit that I don't, or the little that I know, I know that it's not right. And I know that there's more that we can be doing for these people. And I don't know if I can be in that environment and hear people be like, oh, they should have been vaccinated without snapping someone's head off. <laughs> so I've just kind of been thinking about like potentially some changes and what I can do to be effective with my time to help this situation that we're in right now. So hopefully more news to come on that soon. Well, you know, there's people, uh, some that are watching that are, are, are following your footsteps and so far as uh, Lender Monk, um, <laughs> who's, that's an interesting name. I, I want to know how she got that, that handle or he, um, but uh, she, they said, and I'm, that's a weird pronoun to use, but Lender Monk said, thank you so much, Nicole from Minnesota. I'm leaving my corporate job over this to a small company with 13 employees. God bless. Awesome. Um, so uh, there are people out here that are, are listening, listening. Natalie yep. said that, uh, she was forced to do COVID testing out of pocket. Hers was 200 a test. Oh, that's a, yeah, that's not sustainable at all. No, it's not, you know, but you, 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 you touched on something and it's very interesting. You said the wins and losses. And I really do think that there are wins in the United States right now. Yeah. And they're just not being talked about. I can give you an example, uh, the the county in which Chicago is in, which is Cook County, their sheriff's police were under a mandate. But with the 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 kickback from the Chicago Police Department, the Cook County Police Department has kind of walked that back and said they're going to monitor it. So with with that being said, that's not being reported. Of course not. <laughs> they don't want that to spread. <laughs> right. And so I think they're honestly, you know, it, it's still a really heavy democratic majority, uh, within Cook County. Um, so I do think they're waiting to see what happens with the, the chess game that's going on in Chicago politics on a, manu right. suit. On a manufacturing front, not COVID, uh, you're going to see some Democrat backed unions. There's, I got a notification today with steel workers that, uh, they're not getting the bills passed that they thought were going to be, that were promised to them infrastructure bill. Sure. And they sent out mass emails today you know, go, write your representatives, we need this, you know, it's not getting done about, so you're going to start seeing a turn. I mean, it's coming. I think so. Yeah. I think people are, I think a lot of people have kind of woken up in the last month or two. Um, once they start getting a little more stringent with the mandates and all that, and a lot of people still don't even know anybody who's been sick with COVID. You know, a lot of people are still kind of, I don't, I, I know, I know a couple people I do, uh, but I know a couple people that have had it. I know one person, um, a friend of a friend who died from it, but other than that, nobody in my immediate family and most, you know, a lot of people know five people that have died, but sure. it's, uh, I, I have to say that I have, I have a colleague who, who got COVID and he was on death's doorstep, doorstep. Thank you. He was on death's doorstep. Um, his wife ended up taking him to a doctor and the doctor prescribed him ivermectin. You said uh, the word. Right? On his own or they asked him Man, to? <laughs> you said the, word. the doctor on his own prescribed him ivermectin. Good. What, 20 tabs? It, does that sound about right? 20 tabs twice a day? Oh, I don't know off the top. 20 okay. tabs twice a day? Uh, I know my, my friend's... Uh, 
stepdad was on it. And I think I want to say it was like five tabs, but 20 tabs seems like a lot. I don't know the exact dosage or how they're. I, and and nor, nor do I, and I don't want to, I don't want to miss right. it, but I know for a fact, and because I had the conversation with him, he said, if it wasn't for that, he would not be here. And at that point, he's, he said, you know, he was, he was, he went to the hospital. The hospital said, there's nothing we can do for you. And that's almost two years in and we're still doing that. Yes. The the hospital said there's nothing we can do for you and told him and his wife that. So he thought he was going home to die when uh, the neighbor, and he lives kind of in a country rural area, the neighbor came to check on him and said, let's go see Doc, blah, 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 uh, down the road. And Doc, blah, 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 uh, down the road, got him a script for for that. And he's still here. And I- Glad to hear that. We, we hear those stories. So, but then, then you read, you know, and, and there's a flip side of those coins, right? Sure. Um, it's not a hundred percent effective by any means. Right. And that takes it, will it be a miracle drug for them? And they don't proclaim that, but it's a tool that we could use. Right. And, you know, I was going to go into the, what in India they tried to use and it didn't quite work as well in, in India. Is that correct? Um, so the India thing that I, I know in different areas of India, they've used it with varying degrees of intensity. Um, but Uttar Pradesh is one that's been, uh, a lot of people have been talking about it lately. Um, it's one of the biggest, I believe it's one of the biggest States in India, but its population is around like 230 million and they have pretty low vaccination rates and they did widespread ivermectin and they brought their COVID down basically to zero over the last like two months or so. Uttar Pradesh has essentially been declared COVID free with the use of ivermectin with 230 million people. And we're still calling it a horse drug. With with a very inexpensive. Did you see the Joe Rogan podcast with Dr. Sanjay Gupta? Gupta, I did. (laughs) I did. I thought he did very well with that. (laughs) Yes. And he called him out. Just just to get that acknowledgement that the media is deceiving you. And, and, you know, here is a media figurehead for CNN. Yeah. To get him to ultimately cop to say the media is deceiving you. What did Gupta say? Let's disregard that study. <laughs> I think uh, I think they were talking about that with something, but I know Joe Rogan was asking him, you know, does it bother you that your that your program straight up lies to people? They out and out lie. They said that I was taking horse dewormer. And he's like, Oh, they shouldn't have said that. And he said, Well, did you ask them why? No, I never asked. You are the main medical correspondent. Yeah, right. And there's a there's another correspondent, uh, female, and I can't think of her name off the top of my head today. Anna she, Lynn. She, yeah, so you know, and she was all over Anna. all over the headlines. Now she's come out against it. Yeah, against ivermectin. No, she against uh, bad reporting. We shouldn't have done that. Oh, I hadn't seen that. Yeah, it's a, it's a mess. My um my mom got COVID uh, last week, week before. And she's um, history of intestinal cancer. She's had skin cancer, smoked her whole life. She's got COPD and emphysema, still smokes. Oh goodness. Generally not the most healthy. Um, and she kicked it in three days. My 86-year-old grandmother did the same thing. She yep. has COPD. COPD? She has, uh, I could be wrong. Sorry, grandma. But she does, <laughs> she does have cancer. She's had yep. cancer for like five years. Mm-hmm. Um, and she kicked it in three days. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, so do you think, let, let, let's get into your, your training and experience. Do you think that there are genetic predispositions that help us along with this? I imagine, I mean, there's so much variance in the entire human genome, right? Um, I've heard blood types, and this is going a little bit you know, more into the beginning of the pandemic, but I've heard that certain blood types are more susceptible to have a more severe outcome. I have not looked at any actual research on that recently, um, but I've heard that certain blood types, I would imagine, I think that maybe sometimes that may be something that we're seeing with the different rates country by country, um, because you know certain things affect African-Americans that don't affect other, other um hereditary hereditary you know leanings or whatever but i i i don't know i haven't seen any data on it i haven't seen any papers or anything but i mean it wouldn't surprise me nature is uh interesting and we think that we know everything and understand everything but we certainly don't um but i know i have heard a lot that um that it can affect men 
more so because of like their, their angiotensin running stuff with their kidneys and the ACE2 receptors and all of that, that men have more of those. So men can be affected more significantly. And then I have heard that certain blood types, but that may be misinformation. So don't quote me on that one. <laughs> sure. No, but, but it, it, it makes sense. But you know, you, you said something that, um, with it being, you know, the, the human anatomy can adapt and are, I'm still not convinced that this is a naturally occurring virus though. And, you know, I don't want to get too far. Well, then we already, on it, did but, we already conclude that, but did we though? I mean, I, I, my I latest, Dr. Harris and myself did. <laughs> my latest understanding is that the evidence is very strong that it was made in a lab. So, I've heard a lot of people speak to that. With that being said, there was uh, an, a news uh, article that came out about another virus out of that lab. Uh, and I, it, now it's eluding me, and I wish I would have wrote it down, but supposedly it, it has an 80% mortality rate to it. Do, are you, do, you know, do you know what I'm talking about? have not heard of that one, but just, heard of the uh, Marburg virus. You ready? Circle back to that one. Gonna <laughs> well, I knock on wood, I do want to say this, okay. I'm super immunosuppressed, so, and uh, I, you know, knock on wood, I, I know I've been around it. I probably had it, mm-hmm. okay, but I'm still here, everybody. I'm still here, and like I take, like I said, methotrexate every single week. It like demolishes my immune system. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that drug. <laughs> yeah, I have to, or I wouldn't be here. I, I mean, honestly, as bad as I hate pharmaceuticals, that one keeps me alive. Some ones, yeah, I get that. They, I mean, I'm not like all anti-big pharma. They certainly make amazing life-saving medications. But, you know, I think it's, there's something to be said that what we do is sick care. It's not health care. Right, know? right. And I totally agree with that. Like we, give know what? Pill, we give them another pill and then we give them another pill. It's not a focus on health and how to bring your body back to homeostasis. The body wants to be healthy, you know, right. it tends towards that. It seems weird, like for me, and I won't get deep into it, but like I was the healthiest, man, I was like, at 33, I was like in my prime, right. super healthy. I got sick, whatever. My immune system went crazy. Um, but I have to kill my immune system to stay alive. That's, yeah. that's what it's come down to. Um, but yeah, oh, I just lost. It's tough. Lost yeah, it's tough yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah. Oh, oh, big farmer though. Like, you know. I think that's a big part of the reason why, I don't know if you've heard this, but, and and again, don't quote me hundred percent, but my understanding of why they are rejecting people from organ transplantation is for immunosuppression reasons, because people who get organ, tra- have you heard this, that they're rejecting yeah. people from organ transplants if oh, they yeah. want vaccination? Right. They're right. saying that, um, because after you have the transplant, you have to be on immunosuppression drugs. Mm-hmm. And if you're happen to be infected with COVID, it's going to do you know more harm to you and that organ would go to waste. So I heard that that's kind of the thought behind that. I mean, that makes sense. It does, but it's still not okay. <laughs> yeah, no, to deny somebody, no, yeah. it's not okay. So, hey, uh, Tr- Tracy's got a question. Um, Tracy wants to know, why do you think people are getting forced to get vaccinated if they've already had the antibodies? Why not just test for the antibodies prior to vaccination? My honest answer to that is because it seems like they are full blown ahead with everybody will be vaccinated no matter what. There is so much data in support of natural immunity that it is at least equal, if not superior to vaccine induced immunity. And CDC, Dr. Fauci, everybody from the White House, they just pretend like that data doesn't exist at all. And they're just moving ahead with the vaccine mandates for everybody and people are losing their jobs, they're losing their pensions, their livelihoods. And it's, uh, it's not fair because why should they have to take on the risk, albeit small, potentially, we don't know the long-term outcomes, but, you know, potentially a small risk of taking the vaccine when they already have immunity. Why do they have to have an unnecessary medical procedure when they are already able to demonstrate immunity? I don't think um, it's not based in science. It's it, it seems to be based more so in control. I don't think it has anything to do with um, whether. I think it's more about control rather than stopping a spread of anything. Because totally. if you're immune, you're 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 covered. It reminds me of Fauci the other day saying, you know, don't go, don't get together for the holidays, dude. Where have you been? We've been together for the holidays. Have you seen every Saturday college football? <laughs> yeah, like what are you talking? I was, about? Yeah, I was. I haven't missed one holiday play. It was 
free for all. It was, I, you know, like I went there four years ago and there's so many people out. Yeah. Now my friend is sick, of course, that I went with, but I feel great. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I guess my, my, my next question for you is going to be first and foremost, uh, Let's clarify who Lender Monk is. His name is Greg, so we know it's a him. him. Uh, thanks for watching, Greg. Um, is it Lender Monk? Lender? Lender, L E N D E R, Lender Monk. Um, so, uh, but he's, he stated that uh, Minnesota won't prescribe it and that he had to do a televisit with a doctor in Florida to get it. So, uh, hey, so he's talking right. about. Uh, I just saw. It's um, a good hint for people, though. It if is. you're having problems, look at telemed. In Florida. Florida. <laughs> yeah. Your insurance covered. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, myfreedoctor.com. I know that they have links for telehealth doctors in your states that you can look at as well. And myfreedoctor.com. Myfreedoctor.com. My, awesome. my mom tried to use it last week, but uh, the, the two doctors that were in her area were booked. They weren't um, accepting anyone's, but I know that they do have a state by state listing of um, potential doctors who will prescribe the I or the H drugs. See, there you go. <laughs> Trying to help you you're, you're, you're already working right now. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Find a way. So, but, um, so Tracy had a follow-up, uh, which it's more, more of a statement, but, but it leads me to a question. And she said, you know, exactly. Which, this is why it's so scary. If it was a true epidemic, nurses and doctors wouldn't be losing their jobs. So yeah. with that being said, why do you think they are pushing healthcare workers into the, giving them this ultimatum, specifically healthcare workers? Let's take police, fire, all the politics out of it. I, I understand that pol uh, political dichotomy that's sure. going on. But if we're talking specifically healthcare workers, why force them to make this decision when they're the ones that were taking care of us at the inception of this? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. The people who were unvaccinated, barely protected for a year, all of a sudden are a threat um, and it's too unsafe to do their job. Um, I don't I don't know. Um, do you know what the Milgram experiment is? Have you heard of that? The it's a psychological experiment. I think it was done back in the 60s where they had somebody in a white coat, a doctor tell the person who was being experimented on to deliver a shock to somebody who was hidden behind there and oh, obedience okay. obedience yeah most of them most of the participants did it because somebody in a white coat told them to um somebody in a uniform somebody in a figure of authority i think that you know part of the reason that they're going with with the doctors and with all of the healthcare professionals doing it obviously they want everybody in the healthcare to see the benefits of vaccination believe in the science believe in the science that is coming down from governing bodies that you've trusted your entire career um, and so, you know, you're more likely to, to give that information out too. Yeah. So it's easy. Uh, they're already lab rats. I mean, they're already there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I think they're, I don't know, there's, there's a lot of people who think that in certain industries, like in the military and in healthcare and in police and fire first responders, that they're getting rid of basically anybody who would, um, be a problem or have, have something to say against orders insubordination. Yes, exactly. Um, I don't know how that applies in the healthcare, in the healthcare realm. I don't, I mean, again, if you look at the science, I don't think it's based on science because a vaccinated or an unvaccinated person can both give COVID to the patients. No matter which way you look at it, it's some sinister yeah. shit. It is. <laughs> and I try not to get too like, I mean, in my head on there, but I try not to like talk about it, but like what they're doing, it's dark, you know, they did, there's not science-based. They are letting people die by refusing to, to give early treatments or, you know, just throttling them every chance they can. And then they're just destroying lives, firing people from their jobs. People who have put in 20, 30 years of faithful service in the healthcare industry aren't comfortable doing this. And so they're just getting rid of them. And it's, it's heartbreaking. I feel for every one of them. Um, but why I, to cause discord to, how, how about this? Theory? I don't know. How, how about this theory? Before you say, it, I just want to, I just want to say to Natalie, she said, it's almost like to have spiritual blinders on Natalie. It's like the work of the devil. If we're going to look yeah. at it like that. I mean, he's, he's yeah. working already. Was, yeah. A lot of people are subscribing to the, the mark of the beast and this is yeah, all yeah. You know, the work of Satan and all of that. And that was hard not to see it. Oh, sorry, sorry. Sorry, sorry our, Greg. Our, our lender. <laughs> um, <Linda. laughs> so, yeah. This sounds like a superhero name. Lender anyway, um, so, our next podcast is with Lender Monk. So. <laughs> He's getting all the airtime. <laughs> so, so you you have this virus. 
and in order, this virus is created to control a populace. You have those that are going to speak up against the populace. So what do you have to do? You have to make them the enemy. Mm-hmm. So those, and so say that's cut 50, 50, you make them the, so just like uh, president Biden said, this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. You do you become the, uh, let me finish oh, this talk. Right. If I lose, I'm going to be mad at myself. All right. a <laughs> pandemic of the unvaccinated. You're going to have leaders that step up such as you uh, within that 50%. You get silenced. Who's left? And you do realize that you just added on to my original theory from the beginning. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's that's exactly what they're doing. Um, Anybody who steps out of line, anybody who questions the narrative, they shut him down. And to go back to Mitch, um, he's on his third account. His first one had 300 some thousand and they deleted him. His second one, they deleted him at 60. This current one's down to like 15. So even if you keep coming back, your your size of your platform or your audience is, is being diminished every time. Um, but I mean, I, I don't feel outnumbered. I feel outpowered in this big situation because they have, you know, they have the narrative, they have the TV that they can control people. They can instill fear. They can, you know, swing things the way that they want them. Um, they have social media. They have the ability to silence you. But I am reassured by the fact that I know there are a lot of people who see this and who feel this way and who feel alone because a lot of people are, you know, believing in the narrative. But there's still a lot of people out there that don't and who see it and are willing to fight for it. And kind of like you said, what is my message? My message to those people is keep going, get louder. You know, if this this will all just keep going down this smooth trajectory unless we who don't want it to happen, do something about it. And people need. Oh, sorry. We can. No, you're good. Go ahead. (laughs) No, I was going to say, I just wanted to add on to that. You know, when. Mike and I started rolling with this and, and, you know, all these people, you know, came to us and said, Hey, you know, you're the platform and we love it. And then we started to say, Hey, you guys organize, we're going to air it, you know, and man, we, we thought we were going to get like all 50 States and and do our labor day thing. And I feel like a lot of people gave up back then. Yeah. And it it sucks. You guys have to. Yeah. You got to keep keep it going. I mean, you have to. I like, I myself find, you know, I would say probably 75% of the time I'm full of piss and vinegar and like I want to fight the man and bring the system down. But it's hard not to get caught up in like the depression and the anxiety of it because, you know, our, our entire lives have changed. The, the world as we know it is no longer what it was. And it very likely is not going to go back to anything near that. You know, when you look at our options moving forward, what are they? You know, and I, I, I definitely have days or periods of days where I'm just like, I don't even want to think about all this. It's, it's sad. It's overwhelming. It's heartbreaking. There's so much suffering going on, but you got to show up. You got to do something. If we, if we want to do something, we have to do something. So even the strongest people yeah. have moments of weakness. Yeah. And that, that's what I feel the, the, the goal is, and I think it's intentional. It's it a is. grind. Every day is a grind. Eventually, uh, just based upon you know the the, the human mentality, yeah. is that eventually, if you keep beating, getting beat down, you're eventually going to submit. Right. Yeah. Uh, back to what you're saying about submission. Right. And then then once that that happens, and those that were the, the loudest submit, and it's it's very easy for me to sit behind this table and stand on a soapbox and talk. Right. I understand that. And it, when we were willing to offer our hands, we initially had, you know, a a huge, huge amount of people stand up. But then when it came time for actual action, Mm -hmm. everybody stepped off to the sideline. Nobody wanted to be in on those plays. I do. I do want to say the state of Hawaii though, they're doing it still. Like, Hawaii is damn near Australia. It's crazy what's happening in Hawaii. So we did two podcasts with uh, the Aloha Coalition, and then I remember uh, Al. Al has been snuffed. Yep. He's. I just. I wanted to because you guys reminded me. I wanted to look at his Instagram. They they put him down. They deleted him. So Al, if you're listening, I'd love to have you back on, dude. Uh, 
email us hall of mirrors at yahoo.com. Uh, and actually just posted, uh, our Google phone number. If you guys want to call us and leave a voicemail, it's on our Facebook page and our Instagram page. Um, and if you guys are wondering what's happening in your country, go on Instagram and look up the Aloha coalition and see what's happening in the state of Hawaii. Yeah. I've seen a lot of good stuff coming out of Hawaii, um, in terms of them, like protesting and, and, you know, showing up and support and all that. I was in Hawaii in July. Uh, yeah, like mid July, I went to Hawaii for almost two weeks and they were ridiculous. Yeah. Everywhere you went, it was, you could not go in a store without a mask. And, you know, they had the big lit up signs all over the thing saying we're in tier six or stage six or whatever it was. And I, when we were there, I looked it up and I was on the Island of Kauai, which has, uh, I think it was like 70,000 people on the Island. And I looked up the different tiers and it, it was of six, they were at number five, which meant that there was one to two cases on the entire island. And the only way that they could get to tier six, which was no restrictions and all that was when they reached 80% vaccination. So it was basically, you know, lockdown boats, not quite locked down. There were restaurants and stuff open, but it was, you had to wear a mask and it was, you know, all social distancing, very strict, basically Australia. And Going back to what you were just saying with being submissive, I think that ties in with Australia because they're just being hammered down there. You know, you, how, have you seen that video where all the businesses are closed yep. and people aren't allowed to leave their house for more than an hour or two a day? And it's that is not a free country by any means. And, you know, that, that could very well be us here in the next few months. That's that old st- saying that the, the beatings will continue till morale improves. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, eventually if you're that far into depression and you're losing, you have no money left. Right. Well, and, and so uh, the, they're doing it. it in a roundabout. Such a way. violation of the Nuremberg code. <laughs> it's duress and coercion completely. It's Oh, no doubt about it. So, so they're, they're, they're doing it in a way where they, they just fed us a bunch of stimulus checks, right? Mm-hmm. So the, they're feeding us the stimulus checks but now our gas prices are going up. Now we have supply shortages. Eventually we're going to be in this house, in our houses without access to food because the the trucks aren't going to be running. You know, they're they're going in and uh, I believe uh, Lendermark here or Lendermonk said, uh, and he brought up a good point that the the school boards are, are, you know, parents that are speaking up at PTO meetings are are being targeted as domestic terrorists. Now It's, it's getting ridiculous. It's been ridiculous. It's just getting more. (laughs) I mean, yeah. And have you heard that um, speaking of the shortages and the supply chain and the gas crisis and all of this, they're having like rolling power blackouts. And I think the whole country of Lebanon just lost power, India, China, they're having like rolling power blackouts because I guess they can't get the fuel to the plants too, in order to keep the electricity on. Right. Well, that goes down the Sean Stone. Well, it just gets better. Right. Yeah, it, it really does. Sean Stone thinks, uh, I, I believe there, there's going to be an alien incursion. <laughs> well, I was talking about oh. New World Order. Oh, but. okay. <laughs> All of the above. <laughs> All of the above. Yeah. You're already here. We can't I saw. I saw. Let me just put this out there and do my good deed for the day. Yeah. I saw this video the other day that was all about the conspiracy theory stuff. And it was, you know, they've been kind of normalizing aliens too. They did that big report this last year, like to look into the UFOs and all that. And they're kind of normalizing that as part of society. And I saw this video that said that the government has a plan to, to like release aliens somewhere around this time, but it's going to be holograms. (laughs) (laughs) Big spaceships in the sky. It's not aliens. It's holograms. And I was like, I bet they would do that. (laughs) Did you watch our Sean's, our Sean Stone podcast? Well, I did not. Guess you no. did it, but no. watch it. And then he just put out an awesome docu series, Best Kept Secret. And so it goes over this whole thing. It goes over um, uh, child trafficking. It goes over all that stuff to the, the order. <laughs> pandemic, New World Order, and aliens. Okay. It's, freaking, it's actually really, really so, good. Well so, done. So I would not be shocked, honestly, if there was a false flag event coming with yeah. an alien disclosure. <laughs> and, and, you know, with that being said, because now this is a run to see if we will be submissive. If this doesn't work, what's next? Well, let's Release think about this. The, the holographic aliens. So we it. had Space Force, right? Out of nowhere. And then... Now China's trying to nuke us. China, <laughs> China does the Sonic. Right. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. They I'm target... That what are the reasons why I want to move? 
I live in uh, right next to Norfolk, Virginia. It's one of the biggest naval stations. There's, you know, the air base, all the Navy SEALs are there. I don't want to be that close when the bombs start coming. <laughs> well, you know, I, just, I don't know. It's scary. I, I, I think the uprising happens, uh, honestly, when they start targeting the children more. I mean, we, we've already got some of the issues with the critical race theory, whether, what, I don't care what side you're on with that, but specifically the masks. And now once they approve the vaccinations for the children and yeah. they, then they start mandating it, the, your children to get vaccinated. Yeah. Randy and I Fair spoke about that. this. Yeah. We, we spoke about this before. It's like, look, I might get the vaccination. I might be able to get forced into getting a vaccination because if I can provide for my family, that's the only way I can do it. You're not touching my kid. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people are like that. And so I think, I think that's really, you know, and I hate to use it because it's used so much and I think it's cliche, but that's the line in the sand for a lot of people. That's that red line where come after me, fine. But you know, it goes to the, the mama bear, papa bear syndrome, right? Come after my kids. We're going to have a different issue. Absolutely. I'm ready to go back to fucking tube TVs, radios. We peaked in the 90s. <laughs> Nirvana on the radio and fucking Nintendo. I'm so, right? <laughs> I'm so sick of everything. I'm like buying a farm just so I can go out in the middle of the woods. and. <laughs> not well, Emily with... Rainey, who was on our podcast, my PlayStation. exactly that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. It's, it's intimidating because like, I feel like everybody feels like we know something is coming. You know, it, it very likely we are, you know, 10 months into this administration. They've got over three years left to go to be in power is that going to be joe biden maybe maybe not probably but, not you I know i think he's gonna live <laughs> well, to the next one well, i don't we, either we, i think we, don't that. I, I, we wish him well we wish him health we wish everybody yes health. well we we're prefacing that we, yes. we are not a violent no. podcast um no he's just not, he's <laughs> just not <laughs> looking good That's yeah uh, i was just making an observation yes uh, i've worked with a lot of dementia patients <laughs> with yeah. a lot of people pushing 80 and that man has a cognitive, he is experiencing cognitive decline a thousand. And, and I think the problem is not. He is the most powerful man in the country. Who's controlling the, world. the most? Who's controlling the most powerful man in the country? Those are the big questions that we have to continue to ask. Yeah. All right, Nicole. So what we're going to do is after this podcast, we're going to talk. We're going to okay. we're going to talk about your ideas and and help you move forward there. So, okay. Nicole, I, I want to thank you for joining us today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. We hope you'll come back with us because uh, I, I would like to do a more structured uh, podcast with you about your ideas. Sure. And uh, we just we wanted to get your face back out there because you, you've, Thank been, you for you've been censored so harsh. I'm alive. I'm just still, <laughs> for the people watching and listening now, I'm going to take our Facebook segment and I'm going to edit it into our youtube segment and we'll have one podcast and so if you listen to regular podcasts you'll have the whole format yes and please please everyone listening please like please subscribe please share it's the only way we're going to be able to continue to spread the word the show we're not alone in this um, it's the only way we're going to grow. Exactly. And, and we, we have a, we don't spread misinformation on this podcast. We, we give information. That's it. There, there's a distinct We wish people difference. help. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And give people a voice yeah. that, that have been, that have been silenced. Right. You guys are very much appreciated. Damn You're you people. I know, right? Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. Stay, stay on the line. Stay on the line. Right. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Please keep, uh, Keep an eye out. Keep an eye out for Nicole. She's going to have uh, possibly her own channel and her own podcast. Who knows? Something. Something. Uh, but please like, subscribe, hit the bell. That bell will give you a notification when we go live. Do the same thing on Facebook. Um, we have over 17,000 of you on Facebook. If we could get all of you to come to YouTube, it'd be a completely different ballgame. I'm telling you, completely different. We're like, we're just like a few likes and subscribes away from some major milestones. Just throwing that out there. We need you. That's all. I'll do my part. All right. Love you guys. Hope you're all well. Thank you. (laughs)